Santa to Innovation Santa. 10 essential items for any innovator's Christmas list. Well, Christmas, as my six-year-old never tires of reminding me, is coming. Never mind that technically it's a month away, and forget the efforts I make, Scrooge-like, not to allow any trace of the season to cross our threshold until at least the 1st of December. (laughs) She excitedly points out that it's everywhere. TV and online adverts, shop decorations, even some of our early bird neighbours with their flashing light displays. Everywhere the signs are unmistakable. It's nearly here. Which prompts her to write lists, long and getting longer, in case Santa is short of the relevant information about this year's must-have items, without which a six-year-old's world can never be complete. I feel like King Canute, water lapping round my ankles as I desperately try to stem the tide, inevitability fast approaching on my horizon. So, in a desperate attempt to distract myself from these seasonal waves, I begin to think about the kind of list I might put together for a would-be innovating organisation. Assuming there was an innovation equivalent of the old gentleman at the North Pole, What might he be working on with his elves right now? What are his stock pickers pulling off the warehouse shelves and loading up onto the sleigh? What might be on the must-have list for an innovation Christmas? Well, that turns out to be quite a useful exercise in choice editing. Just like my daughter, my early list grew and grew like Topsy, sprawling over several pages and containing lots of items in the motherhood and apple pie class. Things which were unarguably good for innovation, but a bit vague on how they might actually be implemented. Make innovation happen every day and in every way. Or put innovation at the heart of everything you do. Or keep reinventing the organisation. That kind of thing. Nice sentiments, but not exactly helpful. So, back to the drawing board, trying to focus on things which not only represent important elements, but which also have some specific tools to help put them into practice. So, if you're looking for inspiration for your seasonal shopping, here's a few ideas. And if you believe in an innovation centre, they might be useful items to add to the what I'd really like, the list you might send up the chimney. First of all, though, the wrapping paper. Let's remind ourselves, innovation matters. If we don't change what we offer the world, our products, our services, and the ways we create and deliver them, our processes, then there's a good chance we won't survive long in today's turbulent marketplace. The issue isn't about whether or not to innovate, but how. And the good news is that we've learned a lot about this challenge. While innovation remains a risky business, there are some key insights which can help stack the deck in our favour. Over a hundred years of research consistently show that successful innovators, for example, manage innovation as a process. Innovation's not like the cartoon moment with a light bulb flashing on above someone's head. It's a journey involving key steps, searching, selecting, implementing, to create value from ideas. Anyone might get lucky once, but in order to repeat that innovation trick, we need a process for managing it. It doesn't have to be bureaucratic, but it does have to be systematic. 
So to help you work with this one, there are plenty of frameworks which you can adapt, checklists to make sure you've got a system for innovation, and indeed, these days, you could do a lot worse than start with the framework which the International Standards Organization launched this year for an innovation management standard. But smart innovators also explore all the innovation space available. There are lots of ways of innovating, from changing our offering, updating our processes, exploring new market contexts, even switching our underlying business model. It's a little like having an innovation compass. The challenge is to make sure we explore all the 360 degrees of opportunity available to us. Once again, plenty of tools to help with this. Try filling your stocking with things like Doblin's 10 Types of Innovation, or play with the 4Ps Innovation Compass, or explore some blue ocean thinking. Smart innovators also have an innovation strategy, a clear roadmap of where and how innovation is going to take the business forward. It's easy to wave the flag and shout about how important innovation is, but serious players think through their strategy for dealing with it, and they share that roadmap and make sure people buy into it. Once again, plenty to put in your stocking here to help you with strategic positioning analysis, from good old PEST and SWOT analysis, through to more thorough tools, future scanning, scenarios, road mapping, discovery-driven planning. But smart innovators also pay attention to the small stuff. Although radical changes are the ones which hit the headlines, the underlying evidence is clear. Most innovation, most of the time, is about doing what we do a little better. Incremental innovation of this kind adds up, and it has the additional advantage that it's at much lower in risk. It's advancing slowly along well-known frontiers. And this is where the Lean Toolkit becomes a must-have item. Whether it's tools like fishbones or process maps for continuously improving processes, or value analysis and product feature maps for our offering. Another set of valuable tools. But smart organisations also mobilise their mainstream. They may well have specialists who are given the responsibility for innovation, a bit like James Bond, they're the ones with the licence to innovate. But every human being comes fitted with the standard equipment to enable us to be creative, finding solutions to problems, coming up with new ideas. Smart innovators mobilise this creativity across the entire organisation. And there's a rich toolbox to help with this one, from simple variants on the humble suggestion scheme to powerful collaboration platforms – Online versions which allow voices to get heard, ideas to get shared, and collective intelligence, putting itself behind the big strategic challenges facing the organisation. These days, smart innovating organisations are all about making connections. Innovation's always been a multiplayer game rather than a solo act, and these days the talk is about open innovation. Simply put, in a world rich in knowledge, even the largest organisation has to recognise that not all the smart people work for us. The game shifted from one where knowledge creation and ownership is a key to one where managing knowledge flow is the critical ingredient. And the good news for smaller organisations is that this levels the playing field. 
You don't have to have all the resources for innovation as long as you know where they are and how to connect to them. So some version of open innovation should be at the heart of your strategy. And there are plenty of tools and frameworks to help you work out what connections you need and how to build them. It might also be worth looking at your absorptive capacity. How well placed are you to take advantage of all that rich knowledge that's out there? Making sure you don't get a kind of knowledge indigestion as a result of gorging yourself on everything that's on offer. Smart players also recognise you have to build an innovative organisation. Companies like 3M and Google are famous for giving their staff time and space to explore and experiment. Not just because they're generous employers trying to attract and retain talented employees. What they're really doing is actively trying to recreate the entrepreneurial spirit which began their businesses. They believe that embedding that spirit in the way we do things around here gives them a real long-term edge. Everyone becomes an entrepreneur. But they also know that creating that kind of climate needs work. On the physical layout, to make sure people have the chance to creatively collide. On time, to allow ideas to emerge and incubate. On support and space, to provide fertile environments for creativity. And on their approach to failure. Not punishing people when things don't work, but encouraging an experimental learning approach. So maybe it's worth taking a look at some of the tools available here to help you assess how much of a creative climate you have and focus on what you might usefully work on to develop it further. Something else which comes in the equation, smart organisations co-create with their users. Learning from markets has of course always been important, but customers aren't passive. They can also be a rich source of ideas for innovation. So finding ways to tap into user innovation not only generates diverse ideas at the front end, it also helps create a partnership with the marketplace which improves downstream adoption. People will use things, work with processes, feel a sense of ownership if they've been involved in the innovation process. Once again, the good news, we've got plenty of tools and frameworks to help that, starting with design thinking and embracing approaches like lead user methods. One other area, of course, is we need to accept that failure is a part of the innovation story. Innovation's omelette territory and the odd broken egg is an important part. The key is to learn from failures. Use that information to build and strengthen capability for the future. That's been the big lesson coming out of the whole lean startup model for developing new ventures, and it sits just as well inside established organisations making use of agile approaches. And once again, plenty of tools available which help capture and mobilise this build, measure, learn, pivot approach, building on intelligent failure. And perhaps the last thing on this Christmas list, organisations who really want to work with innovation know it's important to build dynamic capability. Innovation's about a moving target. There are constantly going to be changes in technologies, markets, competition, regulation, a host of other variables. So successful innovators build on these principles we've just mentioned, but they also keep checking and updating their innovation management capabilities, learning new tricks and discarding old ones which no longer work. Innovation model innovation. 
So having a commitment to structured and constructively critical reflection is central to this metacognition approach. Again, plenty of helpful frameworks to help and support it. Check out the innovation fitness test as an example. But one last thought. Innovation, like a puppy, is for life, not just for Christmas. So even though we're thinking about these, as my daughter reminds me, in the time running up to Christmas, actually it's something we need to think about all year round. (laughs) 